Hi, I'm Brandon. I love Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan. I feel a little too close to you, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I can barely recognize Hallmark Christmas movies. And this <laughs> is, is the, the Deck, Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. Deck the Hallmark, it's his podcast. <laughs> Brandon and friends host his podcast. <laughs> we hope you like this jolly podcast. <laughs> Oh, man, out of the gate, hot. Hello, everybody. That's our uh, first intro. First intro. We did not have to do a second take of the intro because we never do. We never do. We've done this so many times like riding a bike. Um, Brian is not here today. He, uh, and I promise it has nothing to do with the fact that this is the first same sex Hallmark Christmas movie. That's not why he's not here. But why'd you say it then, Brian? It does make it seem (laughs) like, it does make it it seem like it's a cover up. No one thought it. Now there's a grain of doubt. I know. (laughs) And it's not out of protest. (laughs) (laughs) Brian is not here. But it's not a protest. In no way could it be considered. <laughs> I, I poor Brian. I would. Uh, I promise. Brian's under the weather. Everybody, yes, it's okay. Feel better, Brian. Yeah. Uh, but Alonzo's here. Alonzo, hello. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't know if everybody, if people know this, but generally the day that the, the the countdown to Christmas announcement comes out and we get all the titles, within about five minutes, I'm texting Brand. I want this episode. Yes, of course. And uh, and this was my dibs for this year. Yeah. And you know what? You've done enough around here at Deck the Hallmark. You're, you're, you're one of us, Alonzo. You pretty much get whatever one you choose, unless it's the Jonathan Shapiro Jewish movie. Right. Well, I, like I, I, I would, never, you would never. You would never. And I you would, would never. Not, yeah, Some it's things right. are sacred. That's right. not out of protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we do Hanukkah and Rye, we're going to say, Alonzo Duraldi is not joining us. <laughs> and it's not because it's not has because. nothing to Listen, do with the fact. Don't get it twisted. It has nothing to do. <laughs> oh boy Oof. oh boy man i love this bit well it's, oh, it's man. too bad it's too bad uh alonzo i i feel like uh we we've been you and i specifically have been training for like this time of year all year talking about christmas movies every week for the past yeah. year um now that we're about a week away like are 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 you are you ready or are you getting are you starting to get sad? Do you get post Christmas blues anticipating the post Christmas blues? I, I you know a little bit. Uh, I I can see it around the corner. I what what's going to sort of I have a giant deadline coming up after Christmas ends. So it, it's a mix of being sad that Christmas is going to be over and also being sad that I have to then start really working on this other thing. Uh, but I, I, shockingly, I'm. I'm caught up, which never happens. Wow. Thanksgiving week happens and I'm like weeks behind, but somehow I have gotten caught up. Can you tell everybody about the thing that you're writing instead of just saying this thing? Because we're really excited. (laughs) Sure. Yes. It's been announced and and now I I will tell you and then I'm not going to mention it again until it's actually written because I don't want to like, I I, I think everything is jinxed. Uh, I'm I'm writing a book for, uh, for our friends at Running Press and Turner Classic Movies called Hollywood Pride. It's a history of uh, LGBTQ cinema from the silence to today fantastic fantastic they actually asked brian uh <laughs> <laughs> guy misses one episode like, i think i think you know <laughs> <laughs> that guy misses one episode yeah this and poor guy that's, that's right that's right um are you guys ready to talk about the holiday sitter oh i'm yes. ready it originally aired on december 11th 2022 and it went a little something like 
this. Uh, we meet Sam, who is on a date with a handsome doctor who is all about being an uncle and is like showing pictures of kids and Sam has no interest in any of that. Sam is also like, you know, likes money, is helps people make more money, all that good stuff, and is excited to be going to Hawaii by himself for Christmas. We then meet Jason. Jason is Sam's sister's neighbor. You got it? Sam's sister's neighbor. Uh, he uh, has a lot of nieces and nephews, absolutely loves kids, wants kids of his own one day. Uh, Sam is planning on spending Christmas uh, in Hawaii, but gets a call as he's packing for Hawaii. Uh, hey, uh, it's your sister. I We need somebody to watch the kids while we go to the hospital. They're adopting a baby. That baby is about to be born a week before they were supposed to be born. And so we can't find anybody to watch the kids last minute at Christmas. So will you do it? The problem here is Sam is awful with kids. He's watched them before and there was flames. We don't want that. So, But Sam says, you know what? I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I, I will do it. So he gets there and Jason is watching the kids until he arrives. And he realizes that Jason is amazing with the kids. So since he knows that he is not good with the kids and doesn't even know how to make a vegan pancake, uh, he decides that he wants to hire Jason to help him uncle. Jason agrees. He needs some money because he's about to start the adoption process himself. So he says, okay, I'm in for this. Uh, more good news is that they are both gay and Sam is very interested in uh, Jason. The more that he gets to know him, they're starting to hang out more and they're making things like Christmas waffles and they have quite the moment making waffles as you do. Jason opens up about his past uh, relationships, um, their br uh, his breakups, especially when he starts to open up about how he wants kids. Um, the kids' parents call and say that there's a snowstorm and that they might not be able to make it home for Christmas. Sam's not having it. He makes some calls. He's like, I will get you home for Christmas. But he does agree to move back his trip to Hawaii even more so that he can stay with the kids and also hang out with Jason more. Uh, Sam is starting to like the kids even more as well. He's working uh, on plays and is even making breakfast by himself. Things are really happening. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Sam opens up uh, about his favorite Christmas tradition as he's talking to Jason. He says he likes to turn off all the lights and listen to Silent Night. So they turn off all the lights and Jason starts to sing Silent Night's Obviously, you got to hold hands. Obviously, you have to kiss, except it's an almost kiss, everybody. It's an almost oh. kiss. Sam's sister gets home. Dadgummit. Uh, Sam, as Jason's getting ready to leave, says, hey, um, a deal's a deal. Here's a check. And there's a little more on top to help you with uh, the uh, adoption. But Jason kind of seems weird about this. And then he ends up putting the check back in Sam's stocking without Sam. No. And, and, uh, kind of walks out and Sam feels like I, something just got weird. I don't know what happened. So the next day it's Christmas day and he finds the check in the stocking and he's like, Oh no, I offended him. What am I going to do? This is awful. And so finally he gains the courage to go 
to Jason's house, knock on the door. Jason is there. He opens up. Sam says, I'm so sorry. Jason says, no, no. And they make up and then they end up kissing and they spend the rest of Christmas together and we all cheer. And that, my friends, was the Holiday Sitter. We did it. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll break this movie down. Here on Dyke the Hallmark. Wow. I know. I'm right on it. Fast. I know. I was waiting on you. If you like your skylight frame, clap your hands. Yeah. I heard the claps all across the country because how could you not love the skylight frame? I know I do. I've been telling you about it for a while now. I've been giving it to everybody that I possibly can because it really is the perfect gift. It's a photo frame that can update from wherever and whenever with pictures that you took this very day. Did you just take a picture of something that you thought was cool? Send it to the skylight frame. It's the perfect gift for anybody that you can think of. I've given one to my mom and she absolutely loves it. And I think that you will love it too. And if you don't, there's a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if for some reason you don't like the skylight frame, they'll offer you a full refund. You can preload it with photos of special memories to make that gift really pop when you give it to them this holiday season. And I have a special offer for you. You can get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code Hallmark. That's right. That's $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code Hallmark. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G. G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com promo code Hallmark. You went fast. Hey, everybody. everybody. Great to see you. We're talking about the holiday sitter. Uh, And Alonzo is here here, and he's he's hating hating his life. He's questioning his life choices. Uh, Let's break this movie down. Let's talk about it. The Holiday Sitter, um, a historic movie on the Hallmark Channel. Uh, Let's talk about what we thought, share our hot takes, and I will start with my good friend Alonzo. Alonzo, Holiday Sitter, what'd you think? You know, it's interesting in in thinking about this, I I was sort of grappling with a couple of things that I first thought of as bugs that then realized were features. So plot wise, this feels very old Hallmark in terms of it's the the big city person and the, you know, the, the small town one who sort of shows them to embrace family and all these other values. But then I thought, you know what? Hallmark is already like stepping out into this new area of like, let's you know, center this movie on a queer couple. So let's make everything else as comfortable as possible for viewers who are maybe hesitant to take this leap. So I think the fact that they stick to a very traditional plot for this network uh, was intentional and was smart. Um, And so I think then within that, they're able to really kind of play around with the specificity of uh, how a relationship between two guys is going to be different than the normal, you know, usual heteronormative relationship that we get on on Hallmark. And so um, I, I applaud them for for taking that route. And I think what the what they've come up with is really lovely. And as a as a first step goes, I think yes, you could point to and say they're playing it safe, but you know, I think that's what first steps do. And and so I look forward to see where else we go in telling these kind of stories in the future. Uh, yeah, I do think it was safe. Uh, but I also think that it was very funny. It was a lot funnier than if Homer tried to make this movie a couple years ago. Like there was like mm. letting him like Ernest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, well, letting him like do slapstick stuff was really fun. Like Jonathan was fantastic at that. Um, 
I watch Hallmark Christmas movies for good vibes, uh, for good stories, for uh, all those Christmas feels, and this movie delivered on all of it. It's just a very sweet movie that is everything that you want out of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, I can't imagine somebody who's a fan of Hallmark Christmas movies being offended by this movie. It is such a Hallmark Christmas movie mm-hmm. um, in all of the best ways. I, I loved it. I will say in a um, season uh, where uh, we've had some of the most amazing Hallmark Christmas movies of all time that are telling uh, like stories like that we would have never seen on Hallmark before. And this is definitely something we would never seen on Hallmark before, <laughs> yeah. but a story that we would have. So for that reason, yeah. it's not going to break into probably my top five, but I think right now it's in my top 10 really great movie. Um, and uh, I really, I've grown to love, watching Jonathan Bennett do his thing. And I, I really enjoyed him in this movie and the new, I, I don't, I didn't know who the other guy was. George but Chrissa. Is that his name? Yeah. Really like yeah. George uh, Chrissa. And I could uh, take a, take a, take a leap into his eyes. So that's always good. <laughs> uh, Dan? If you can't imagine a Hallmark fan, not liking this movie, I would advise you to stay off Facebook. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, I started watching this movie and as I was getting to the characters in the setup about two thirds of the way through, I was like, I think this might be a gay Christmas movie. (laughs) I was tricked by Hallmark. I can't believe it. Um, No, no, no. In in all seriousness, we don't probably say enough on this show that representation matters. Uh, It really does. And it doesn't just matter because it's right and it's good. It matters because it raises the quality across the board. What you're seeing in Hallmark this year is, is more people get to tell stories that represent themselves on screen. And when that happens, they take it seriously, they care about the product that's put on screen, and you get a much more authentic story. This movie is not breaking any new ground. It is a it is a nice love story in a Christmas movie setting that Hallmark has made a thousand times. I credit Jonathan Bennett a lot here. Um, He is already in the two movies he's allowed to play queer characters. They're already more different than some of the character, some of the actors that appear on the Hallmark channel. He's, he already crafted two different characters. Some Hallmark actors spend their whole lives playing the same (laughs) character over and over again. This guy has already created two very distinct characters. It's a funny movie. Um, it is, It is like you said, Alonzo, I think they played it safe. It reminded me, I know that the Christmas setup, you probably like more than this, and they do go back to, I believe, a big town in Wisconsin. But the Christmas setup to me just felt like it was a fairly routine movie, aside from sure. its historic nature. This is Hallmark's version of that. I think Single All the Way on Netflix is probably better than both qualitatively, but from a yeah. standpoint of doing this, and Hallmark yeah. saying representation matters and we're going to put our money where our mouth is. And then for Jonathan Bennett, I mean, look, to executive produce this movie, to star in this movie, to help write this movie, I believe. Um, what a big swing for him. And you knew that he was carrying a lot of weight here. Um, I told somebody at Christmas Con, like you heard all these stories. This is the only place you're going to hear Holiday Sitter compared to Black Panther. But you heard all these stories about <laughs> Chadwick Boseman when he was making the first Black Panther going, yeah. we can't make this wrong. Like, it has to be right every day. And you get the feeling that this meant that much to Jonathan Bennett. And and so um, that's awesome. I'm I'm happy that it it came across the way it did, which is a Christmas movie like the other 36 we've watched this year. So kudos to them. Kudos to him and George Chris, who I thought were both really, really good. Um, And it uh, it, it definitely felt just as much as Christmassy, if not more, than most of what we watched all year. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the feels. Alonzo, any Christmas feels or feels in general for you? Oh, absolutely. And real quick, I want to give a shout out to Ali Liebert, who is yes. a Hallmark. Uh, we've known her as a, a Hallmark actress and has directed this one and is queer herself. And uh, yeah, I think she did a bang up job as well. Uh, yeah, quite a few feels here. Um, the the scene where he is telling the the niece that just because there's going to be a new baby, it doesn't mean that her parents are going to, you know, that there's not a love, not enough love to go around. Uh, you know, you see it coming, you know, that the kid is bristling about the fact that she's not going to be the baby of the family anymore, but that scene is handled really well. And it, it, to me, I always feel like there's, there are moments where we leap from A to C with a character and we don't get what B is. Mm-hmm. And, and I have one of those coming up and wait, what? But, um, <laughs> But I thought that was the moment of like, oh, this guy is developing his sense of how to talk to children, how to be a good uncle, how to like, you know, incorporate family stuff in his life in a way that clearly he has as a child of divorce and for other factors that we'll talk about, uh, you know, has has not embraced that. And so I thought that scene was really well handled. And I mean, the monologue with the sister at the end where he talks about not you like that hit me hard because when Dave and I got married in 1997 and we always put it in quotes and we got married in 1997 because it was not legal anywhere. It not in Vermont, not in California, nowhere. And the reason we did it partially was because it was just a, a ritual that we felt was important for us and for our families but also because we never thought it was going to be legal in our lifetime. We never thought, oh, if we wait until 2008 or 2015, then it'll happen. Uh, no, there was no no roadmap to that at all. Like DOMA had just passed, thanks, Bill Clinton. And so, um, you know, so it just it never occurred to us that, that getting married in a legal sense was going to be an option. So we were just going to do it guerrilla style. So I totally get the idea of this character thinking, I shoved all that aside. I never thought about it for me because for so much of my life, it was, it was, I was told very clearly that I was not going to be entitled to have that. And so uh, I I really love that. And I thought that's such a great thing to throw into a movie like this because the same people who are so mad that this movie exists and who are so performatively telling you online that they're not even going to watch it are the people who were telling this guy, not you. You know, that's that's them. So I like to think anybody who was sort of a little softer on that subject could see this scene and be like, oh, what part did I play in this maybe? Or now I understand why, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, I think that, that, that speech delivers a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the silent night scene worked for me (laughs) all the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, it hits me multiple times during the holiday season when I walk down in the morning, and of course my tree's on all night because um, I, you know, like to risk it. You got to risk it for the, the Christmas biscuit. <laughs> right. um, you got to risk burning your house down. Guys, it's not Christmas until there's a fire hazard. They're LED lights. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. We're fine. Um, but to come down in the stillness of, of the, the morning uh, or in the evening and just be sitting on the, 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 the light of the Christmas tree and have the Christmas music going, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And then to have um, uh, Jason, is it Jason in the movie? Uh, sit, start humming Silent Night and then start to sing it and the, the handled. Boy, well-crafted and also just um, all the holiday feels. It's holiday and romance, all in one. All in one. 
Um, I want to I want to throw in real quick. I also had feels of the fact that Jason was the youngest of seven, which I am, and he has eighteen nieces and nephews, and I have nineteen. So wow, I, I, by one I, there. I felt seen. Yeah. I I was looking at Jason. I was like, "Am I looking at Alonzo right now?" I it's feel six like I'm of one, at half dozen of the, the same other. person. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So the monologue uh, that he what well, he gives to his sister there is just a really really impressive piece of acting too by Jonathan Bennett, who you know that that's not been a calling card of his in his other Hallmark movies. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm saying what he's been asked to do is asked to do has never been that. And so it felt layered. It felt deep. It felt emotional. And you could feel him working through that scene. And that was great. And then also, and Brian, you pointed this out, but when he looks at the dog and says, stop trying to make fetch happen, (laughs) it's gotta be a mean girls reference. And that's pretty wonderful. (laughs) That's a pretty great bit to get to throw into this movie. Um, yeah. I really did appreciate that quite a bit. So I, I will say Jonathan did a great, um, was it a post or in an article or something where he's talking about uh, kind of like getting the start in Mean Girls and getting however many years later making this movie. Uh, it's a really great uh, read. Uh, let's take a, a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do the way what and then what the Hallmark here on Deck the Hallmark. Thank you, Alonzo. I know you were hesitant, but you you joined in. Um, Brian did just call me, and he wanted to make it very clear that this was not out of a protest. (laughs) Poor man is unwell. Let him be. I'd say <laughs> let, let's uh, let's get to the wait what and let's start with you Alonzo what in this movie made you go wait what okay so at the beginning of the movie where uh, we realize where, where where Sam realizes that he has to give up his trip to Hawaii because his sister is making this request they do the record scratch yeah they do they do sure the did. record scratch in the year of our Lord, 2022, we're <laughs> still right. doing the record scratch. Like that's, that's a bad, like they don't even do that in trailers anymore. Yeah. That's such a, like, I, I, I couldn't believe they unpacked that one, but it was know, a record scratch moment Man. when they did the record, a record scratch. In I this could exactly. not but I heard happens. one in real life. Man, <laughs> that's, that's next level. Uh, the thing about going from A to C without B Sam goes from like a complete incompetent in the kitchen who the last time he tried to cook something starts a fire to making this lavish breakfast all by himself. It's like, you know, you had one pancake tutorial. That's been your, that was your, 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 your trip here. It's like, he like, he looks at the, 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 the recipe clenches his fist and has a look in his eyes. Like he just went to ACE hardware for a commercial. And like, he literally (laughs) is like, I, it, all it takes is just some elbow grease and some stick to can do spirit. That's right. And he just goes in there and makes a Martha Stewart level breakfast. I, I that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I understand it's always a tricky thing in this movie to get the, the point where there's a problem between the couple that, that yeah. has to be resolved, but that the problem revolves around the check when this has this began as a business That's transaction right. and, and obviously it evolved past that but like it would be worse for him to be like oh well we're kind of into each other now so i'm That's right. this is all free right That's you right. know 
And so it, they, they just, that just became too like, really, are we doing this? But you had to do something. I get it. So, you know. Yeah, the, the best uh, version of this movie is the one where he does give him the check and he puts it back in the stock. Like, the way they did it, like, there's nothing wrong there. Like, that was my yeah. thing is, is it's not a misunderstanding. I've got to write the check. I've got to give it, it back. Yeah. Everybody wins. So Bingo. I when, they, when he first did it, I thought that it was a romantic thing. And then it turned in somehow into a I'm a I'm offended thing, and I don't know I didn't know yeah. how it happened. Didn't make any sense. Exactly, and it, it it's like, and I love that the, the they at least give the brother the line like so that he fulfilled the terms of your agreement. <laughs> right. Like I'm not getting this, yeah. you know. The brother talking so, it through was the best. Was like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Check. You want that guy to be yeah. a lead? Yeah, that's why I want the hallmark. Oh, but I'm thanks sorry. for you know, I'll get there. I promise. I'm just trying to help, yeah, man. The, we watched. No, the, you did a great job. We watched it together. You thank you for being a good friend. I'm trying to be a good Travel listener. Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> yeah, no, the brother's good, but yeah, I love that he's giving script notes during the movie. That's basically. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this one, I, I think you guys as parents will appreciate the fact that the young girl doesn't wake up first on Christmas morning. Yeah, no, I had that written down. She um, would, like the second the sun came through her curtains, she would be bounding out of bed and getting everybody else awake. Like that's how kids work. That's how kids work. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, my kid, and, the last two years, has thought the day after we got the tree was Christmas. So the <laughs> set, we get the tree on Friday after Thanksgiving. On Saturday, we've been up at 5 in the morning. So I don't even want to hear it where this kid's like, what day is it? <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's about it. Okay. Um, I, I was I, – I kept being – I appreciated the countdown to Christmas – I found it weird that they used like the Grinch font to do the countdown. Did you notice this? It was like a weird, it was a weird font. font to count down to Christmas and it kept distracting me. I kept seeing it and just being like, what's happening? Why is this the, the choice for this? Um, at the, the, the play, the show thing, the guy gives a speech beforehand and he's like, it's time to start the show. And for some reason, when he does that, the spotlight just comes in oh, so hard on this guy. Hard. It's time to start the show. Boom. So hard on the guy. And he's like, what's going on? What was with that spotlight? Um, I also got a kick out of speaking from going to from A to C. Uh, I don't know how the kid that we saw acting or trying to do lines earlier in the movie gave that performance. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how it's possible but that kid no way. knocked it out of the park especially after hearing that the girl likes him back right i can't believe he told no. him that before the performance yeah, you don't do that well i think maybe the idea was that that was the comp that was the confidence booster he needed okay. perhaps yeah, no. i don't know you know yeah. how middle school boys when they like a girl <laughs> they <laughs> hear that the girl likes them back that's it's the like, thing middle school oh, boys i'm filled with they're confidence. always they're so confident so they're com always so, <laughs> so confident <laughs> and so like comfortable in their own skin yeah <laughs> especially yeah. on stage with the yeah. brightest spotlight of all time uh last but not least he uh i believe it's i believe it's jason uh is it jason at the end of this movie that leaves the door open yes yeah jason like oh like oh yeah he opens up the door he sees the airport van or whatever outside and instead of closing the door he just walks Snow away everywhere he listen, just walks man. inside leaves listen. the door wide open it is cold out there it's cold out there that's more dangerous than me leaving up on my christmas lights for you know two months straight in my house they're fine everyone i do a quick at least you're LED. Not get hypothermia leds <laughs> which means i don't know go ahead um so this uh, woman, Jonathan Bennett's sister, 
during Christmas break is making the, her children wake up at 7.15 in the morning? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that, you, you monster? Them, yeah, you let them sleep you, It's Christmas break. You can't make a the thirteen year old dude. You got he's got to wake up at seven fifteen on a on the Thursday, the twenty second of December. That is that's unconscionable. That that's un American. You can't do that. I I was so mad for these people. <laughs> and you can't stay up and read either. That's right. No reading. You get to bed early. Um, this guy they make it sound like the nursery's finished. Like, yeah, they make it tell the nursery's finished. And then we find out on December 23rd that he has not painted the nursery. Now, <laughs> I got to be honest, if I'm bringing a newborn home on the 24th, which is the plan, I'd love for it to not smell like paint for my child. <laughs> to fresh fumes. To, you know. just, yeah, maybe get a, you know, let's just go ahead and get the lead-based. Get the lead-based paint and put it up. Let's just, this baby's immune system is well, going to be one, ironclad. The one good thing is that the chances of the baby sleeping in the nursery for the first few weeks are very low. So you got that going. Yeah. Yeah, but good grief, man. Yeah. You waited till that day. You're yeah, like, well, you got it done. It's basically done. done. Dude, painting is a big, a big part. And it's not an hour-long job, as they suggest in this movie. He has a roller. Jonathan Bennett comes in, removes his sweater, and grabs a touch-up brush. To show you the difference between me and these guys, I uh, and their commitment oh, to painting. Oh, I remember this. I was like, you know what? Because we just bought a, bought a house next door to Dan. That's right. Before moving in... Um, uh, my goal was to paint the upstairs. It's like wood paneling, and I was going to paint it white. I did one wall, and it's it's still just that one wall. It's, it's still, an accent. It is, yeah. yeah. It is an it's a weird place accent, but yes, it is an accent. You so, showed up after the, your kids went to bed at your rental yeah. house, and I walked in, and the next morning I was like, "How'd it go?" And you went, "Not good." <laughs> I got, I, the thing I did I did yeah. not think through is you gotta you gotta really prime those wood walls. And, yeah, uh, wood paneling. You can't just slap a coat of white on there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> right. still wood Why walls. Wood paneling be wood paneling. Come on. I yeah. I, I have yes. Well, yeah. I'm not against it. It is now. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I have to mention this because it is. A, you want to know if this is a real Hallmark movie or not? They have a play on Christmas Eve night. <laughs> With children yeah. in it. <laughs> I mean, guys, just the 23rd, maybe, Christmas Eve night, nobody has any Got to hallmark it up. Let's make all the parents get out here for a play. Yeah, that's Garland for you. In an actual church, yes. Community theater, no. No way. <laughs> and as, a, as, a, as nice as the Silent Night scene was, and I'm happy oh, that you enjoyed you it, Jonathan Bennett looks into George Chris's eyes, and he has the gall to say this line. My family had no Christmas traditions, except we would turn out all the lights and listen to Silent Night. So you mean to tell me that your family didn't do anything Christmas all year long, but then all of a sudden things got really solemn, you turned off all the lights and sang a very like low-key Christmas carol and then just went back about your day? Like, that is just absurd to a me. Very specific Christmas tradition for a family that has we no Christmas We didn't hang traditions. the stockings or pick out the tree or open <laughs> gifts or go caroling. But I tell you what we did do. We'd be in the middle of our busy, busy day. We'd turn all the lights off and sing Silent Night. And then we just go back. At it. It's like a, just like Mark Paul Gossler saying, time out. It was just a quick point. That's all it was. 
<laughs> look, any Hallmark movie where people aren't dancing to Silent Night, I look at as a win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, and this could be my complete naivete, I was shocked that that Jonathan Bennett's character did not know George Chris's character was gay until the Boots comments. Like, that is the like loafers, yeah. 35, yeah, loafers, excuse me. Like, he says the name of the loafers, and then Bennett does a double take and realizes, oh, I'm in a gay Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, I, <laughs> I could, like it was like 30 minutes into this movie. Was that not, am, am I crazy there? I, I was a little unsure. I, like, I, I had to kind of look at that, that beginning part again. And I think part of it is that the sister had told him about Jason, but never said, oh, and he's gay okay. because she knew that she didn't think they were going to be matched. So I think he just assumed a contractor, you know, whatever. Gotcha. And, and it's not just that he calls out the name of the boots. It's that the look down and the look up is like, yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, that's a gay moment, uh, which I, I, I very much uh, appreciated. I, by the way, and I, I don't know why I forgot this. The other great feel of this movie is at the very end when the families come out and are cheering yeah. the fact that these guys have gotten together. Yes. That, that's that's the part that broke me. That's when I actually like, I got a little bit. Well, they're, they're all yet like, they're like, they're going to this. Like, it's a really fun scene yeah. of like, just not only that, but them all like yelling that it's they finally happening. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bringing back that Jonathan Bennett doesn't know the house that his sister lives in is funny. <laughs> yeah. That was yes. a funny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a, re- that made me laugh because the first time I'm like, this is so stupid. He doesn't know where his sister lives. And then they bring him back in the end. I'm like, all right, you got me. You got me. He's got well, house blindness. The problem right. is, is he has the address, which should alleviate any confu- confusion. But now, uh, could I look at the number on the house? Yes, but I will not. I will just do it based off of memory of looks. Uh, it's time for what the hallmark is for. We wonder what could have been maybe happened. Give some clarity to the questions that we still have. Alonzo. Uh, well, mine kind of piggy piggybacks on the not being able to tell the house apart thing. I, I, look, I, I buy them as a couple. I think they, they're, they're going to make this work. I want to know how long before Sam decides we really need an apartment in the city because the suburbs are just making me insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is giving away, he's giving up a lot of cool, you know, of his life to sort of move out to the, this kind of cookie cutter community. And it's like, it's great. I get it. You're doing it for love. But at the same time, like the new Broadway season is going to start. You're going to be like, <laughs> well, I will say this, the, the, is it Jason, George Chris's character, Jason, yeah. he says no. that the only reason he moved back home was he was tired of like dating guys that didn't want to settle down. And so I right. feel like he probably was okay with the city too. Like it would almost be now that he found True. someone that wants to settle down, you can settle down in, in the city. So I feel uh, like that's very possible for them. I like that. Yeah. I like that. There you go. So, um, Sam found out that Jason's niece likes his nephew runs back tells them big big fun ha-has after the movie she's playing it very cool like i'm not entirely convinced that she likes him uh does anything happen between these these middle these middle school uh and love people that love birds love birds that she just i'm still not convinced i gotta be honest with you i know the rumor mill is running wild <laughs> about these middle schoolers <laughs> uh, and, and jonathan bennett is is jazzed uh to share the tea but i was unsure i was i'm unsure about how much she actually likes him does anything do they start dating was that performance enough to 
make him a hot mm, commodity. Hot Maybe commodity he moves on quickly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, it's good. Yeah. Um, there's a, the dude that plays uh, Jason's brother. Is the the actor's name is Maddie Finocchio. That is the best pronunciation I have. He has been in. Uh, he was in ju- uh, Just One Kiss uh, earlier this year. Mm. He's in Love Hard. Um, he's oh. in a lot of these movies filmed in Canada, and he in all of these movies. He's in Love Hard. Yeah, he's the editor that gets That's mad at That's right. Her. He's really funny. Wow. Yeah. He, this dude can play such a range. Why has he not gotten a lead in one of these movies? He, he's really funny. He's really talented. And he's he's shown up in even a, a bad Hallmark movie. You were like, this guy is hilarious. I don't remember the name of the movie, but you were like, I just want a whole movie of this guy. He's really good. He should be. He should have a lead. I, I want to know what the deal is there because he shows up and he's this great character in all these movies. And I feel like it's past time for him to get a lead in it's, one of these. It's, for sure. it's no Pinocchio lie. Give Pinocchio <sighs> a try. Wow. Let's stop it right there. Could we not? Yeah. Uh, uh, I also want to say Gabrielle Rose has joined my pantheon of great Hallmark moms with like Barbara Niven and yeah, Terrell Rother. She's, she's dynamite in this. She is great. You're right. And I do have one more feels in the comments. Someone said that House Blindness is Chris Russell's <laughs> next movie. <laughs> I don't know who said it. And then next it says in quotes, I can finally see a home. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but man, that's the funniest thing. That's great. Uh, hold on. I thought you were a home. Do they before, make glasses for that? But now you're a house. As much fun as we had on that episode, I really wish Alonzo could have joined us for oh, most yeah. colorful time of the year. Oh, oh. It was a, it was a treat. The gift that keeps on giving that one. What a trip. It was Susie. Susie Geisler. No surprise That's there. That's classic. Bravo. 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 That's right. Susie. Uh, we did it, everybody. Congratulations. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with one more. Uh, we went a little out of order, I guess, technically. But that's what we... Sometimes we just sometimes have... We sometimes, sometimes you have to. That's right. When there's uh, historic moments, uh, the history is worth... You want to wrap it up? Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> the Hallmark is a That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Noah's name. It's recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.